now I just know y'all are trying to make me cry. Goodness gracious. It's like sucker punches <sighs> right before we come on stage. Hey, so um, I, I believe this is that no one on earth is self-made. Uh, quite literally, biologically even. And so uh, we have our parents here. And so where are our parents, Gary and Paula? Um, would y'all stand up? And then where are my parents? Oh, they're like, stand up. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, this date has been circled on our calendar for quite a while now. But here's what I've discovered in the season. It, it really doesn't matter how long you circle a date, is that sometimes when you get to special dates, they still hit you. And this is, this is hitting us. We're kind of riding the roller coaster. Um, just, just in case you're with us for the first time, you're a first-time guest, welcome. Um, you're like, what is going on? What, what did happening? I get myself into? Um, hey, let me just kind of give you the backstory if you're just joining us. Um, Summer and I have been here at Victory for 21 years, 21 right? Years, yeah, 21 years this month. And uh, we've been on staff uh, since 05. And um, probably about two years ago, uh, Pastor Dennis and calling the senior pastors of Victory, they took Summer and I out to dinner and they began the conversations about what it would look like for us to actually step into the senior pastor roles here at Victory. And obviously we agreed at that time because we sensed the same calling. And that led into a number of conversations where we had to set timelines and we had to set milestones. And one of those milestones, probably uh, for us, the most bittersweet uh, of those milestones was today. And today is that milestone where we actually hand over the baton of the lead pastors here at Victory Hamilton Mill. And so uh, this is actually our last day as the lead pastors here. And so we're kind of riding the roller coaster a little bit right, right here, right now. Um, but as we've kind of been in this season, we've been having a, num a number of conversations. And you'll just kind of have to bear with us as we get mushy. As uh, we, We've been taking some trips down memory lane. And we've been remembering God's faithfulness throughout the years. And uh, if you've heard the stories, you're just going to have to bear with us because we're going to tell them one more time. Because there are stories and they mean something really special. They mean something really important to us. And so, you know, if we rewind back to 2009, uh, Summer and I were the fusion pastors. We were the young adult pastors of Victory down in our, our Norcross location because that was the only location. And um, I always thought that I would be like the old gray-haired dude just hanging out with young adults. Now, I, I had no plans to go anywhere. We were pastors down there. That's the 18 to 30-year-old uh, group. And I just thought, I'm going to be there till the day that I die. I have no plans to leave. I love these people. We're not going anywhere. And I, I love Fusion. I still love Fusion. I say this wholeheartedly. If you're 18 to 30 and you're not involved in Fusion, what are you doing with your life? Right? So you need to check out Fusion. Uh, I believe that God is raising up a young adult army in Atlanta. I believe that. Uh, I love what God is doing here. And so we were in it to win it, man. We had no plans on going anywhere. And then I had a dream. And I don't dream. I, I may have one dream a year. Literally, I may have one dream a year. So I know whenever I dream, it's the Lord. And in that dream, it was so clear. And the, the basic idea of the dream was uh, I was on a cruise ship. And I was up at the front of the cruise ship talking to Pastor Dennis, uh, the senior pastor of Victory. And there was this war going on in front of us that I knew I needed to engage in, but it wasn't on that ship. And so I actually lowered myself down off of a rope off the side of the cruise ship into a little yellow rubber raft, and I pushed off. And when I woke up that morning, I knew instantly that God was moving us that God was transitioning us. I didn't know what it looked like, but I knew that God was moving us out of fusion into an unknown place. Yeah. And at that same time, Johnson had a dream. I am a dreamer. God speaks to me frequently in dreams. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So at that time, he had a dream. God gave me a dream as well. And while my dream wasn't the same, I wasn't uh, on a large cruise ship and saw myself lower down uh, in, uh, with a rope into a rubber raft. It wasn't that. It was different but it was the same theme. And so when God, what we found is when God speaks to us both, he speaks to us with the same theme. It just might look a little differently because he speaks to us uniquely by the way he's designed us. But in that dream, I knew God was saying, hey, 
it's time to move forward in your next and that our next would be stepping into a role of leadership as campus pastors. And so we both had our dreams. Uh, we talk about them and just the different things God had said. And then uh, fast forward, we go sit down with Pastor Dennis and Pastor Colleen. And I'll never forget that moment as we sat across from them in a restaurant. And we just said, hey, God has both been speaking to our hearts. We both had these dreams, shared with them what it looked like. And then in, in that said, we want to submit these to you as our senior pastors. We're not going anywhere, but this is what God's saying, and we just need your wisdom, your guidance, and your direction. And so from that, they said, well, actually, those dreams align with the vision God has given us to plant future Victory campuses. So uh, what we began to do as, past, as Pastor Dennis and Colleen, Johnson and I, some of the executive team, we began to drive all over North Gwinnett County looking for a location for what would become the future Victory Hamilton Mill. It's like everywhere, all these doors, we would think, this door's open, and it would shut. Oh, maybe this location, and the door would shut. And then finally, in the summer of 2010, we got a call from a church that was called Destiny Church, and their prayers uh, aligned and collided with ours, and where they said, hey, we want to come in with Victory and do a church merger. And so then in August of 2010, Victory Hamilton Mill was born. And uh, I love that. In fact, we were sitting here and we were reminiscing just about what that looked like. And it took us back. So we want to show you a picture of where it was for us and what it looked like for us when Victory Hamilton Mill was born. Oh, I know. Aren't our kids so cute? They're so little. They're squishy. <laughs> They're squishy. Isaac's so squishy, so little. It's hard to believe it's been that long. It's been 10 years. Yeah, and when I, when I look at that picture, I, I see what was then, yeah. especially our kids, and I, I see us now, and that, that space in between, that there are a lot of memories. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of supernatural moments. There's a lot of God, God things between now and then in this place with these people. And you, know, you fast forward 10 years later, and we're sensing that call again. And I was, I was thinking about it earlier. It was almost like, you know, moving from fusion up here, it was almost like a, our own little Abraham moment, like stepping out of something that was really comfortable into an unknown space. And this is almost that same thing. But I, I know this, that whenever God leads, we follow. Yeah. Because his ways are better. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are better than our ways. And even if it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable in the moment, it's always better. And uh, so we're following that leading. And this is bittersweet. That's, that's literally the word. I can't come up with a better way to describe it than to say bittersweet. It's sweet because I know this is a God thing. And this is a good thing. It's sweet because this is actually a healthy transition. You're going to hear us say that like a thousand times because it's true. And I, I think that all of us, we actually get the privilege to be a part of a healthy transition. How many times can that actually be said in church world, right? Like there is no financial integrity issues. There's no sexual morality issues. Like if you got the peek behind the curtain, you would see what you're seeing right now. Like it's good. This is a God thing. And so it's sweet. It's sweet because I believe that we're living in an increasingly post-Christian society that needs new answers from the church, like the same message, but, but maybe a different method. I believe God's shown us some, some things of how victory is going to engage and see salvation sweep through the city. I believe all that. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. But it's bitter at the same time because we know that some of the relationships are going to have to change in the process. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. So as we've been talking about it and as we've been praying about it, um, we thought over, you know, this last 10-year window, we thought that, man, God has taught us some pretty significant things here at Victory Hamilton Mill. And so that's what we want to talk about just for a few minutes. We want to talk about the three things that we feel like God has taught us here, what Victory Hamilton Mill has taught us. And here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. Um, do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings. When, when Destiny first became Victory, Hamilton Mill, Summer alluded to that a second ago, um, the congregation was about 200 people. And we successfully, over like about a six-month window, we were able to actually successfully grow that 200 people to about 50. So notice he said, that's a decrease. That's not an increase. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's if you've been around seasons like that, it's, it's the nature of a church merger, right? Like people don't like change, and so sometimes people run when change happens. And they don't always leave quietly. And so, you know, we as, as just 30-year-old people back then don't really know what we're doing, and people are leaving loudly. They're not leaving kindly, some of them. And it's that thing of like, you know, you take somebody out to lunch on Sunday, and then they leave on Monday, and you're like, is it us? Like, you know, just tell us. It's, you know, it's the whole dating breakup thing. It's not me. It's you. Like, it really, it's your fault, right? Like, like, what's wrong with us? And we're going through that whole wave of emotions. And I remember, you know, we, we, we had stepped out of fusion. I mean, fusion was like fuego, man, like of all the young adults. And I remember I would tell Summer, I would joke with Summer and Pastor Avery sometimes as we're getting the, the church started up here. I would say, what is wrong with us? We left 400 passionate young adults to come up with 200 grumpy old adults. Like, who does this? <laughs> like, what is wrong with us, right? And, and I would be lying. I would be lying if I said there weren't a few times that I thought about turning back. That I was like, you know, just in those honest moments with the Lord where you're like, God, like, this is not working out. This is not how I thought it would be. This isn't like taking off like I thought it would. But there was the call. Right, there was the call, there was the kiss of God, there was the dreams, there was the words that had been spoken. There were the things that I had to hold on to that got me through those small beginnings. And, you know, in, in the Old Testament, what happened was the, the people had the first temple and it was beautiful, it was huge, it was God ordained thing. And then the people sinned and the, the and foreign enemy came in and destroyed the temple. And then eventually they started rebuilding the temple, but they're looking at it and they're like, God, this isn't what I thought it would be. Like, it's not as big. It's not as glorious as we thought it would be. And God says this in Zechariah 4.10. He says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I love that. Do not despise the small beginnings. What he's saying is God's just happy that the work got started. I know it's not pretty. I know it's not how you would like it to be yet, but God is the God who sees the end from the beginning. And so therefore God knows where this thing's going to go. And he's like, just trust me, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just stay the course. Don't despise small beginnings. And I've seen this time and time and time again, too many people quit because it's not as big as they thought it would be. It's not as exciting as they thought it would be. They quit at any point in life, not just in church. And we've seen too many people quit just because it would, they despise small beginnings. But I hear this again today. God's saying, don't despise small beginnings. He's just glad that the work began. Yeah. Just continue the work, continue the work. And so to complicate it even more, you know, we begin the church. And uh, so that was in August. In December, we realized, hey, man, like, we got to, and by the way, this building wasn't even here. We were like, we got to, we got to renovate next door. And so we actually shut the doors. We shut the church doors down because we decided the best way to grow a church after a merger is, is to shut the doors. Yeah. Maybe that 50 <laughs> can go down to 25. Yeah. Else, right? And so we moved into Mountain View High School for yeah. seven months. We went portable. Uh, set up and tear down every single day. And during that time, we, we knocked down the walls over here. We painted, we ripped up the carpet. We made more children's ministry space. We added chairs. That's when we added the basketball court there in end of 2010, beginning of 2011, started the admin building. And we were over there in uh, Mountain View High School down the road. And it was actually there in Mountain View High School that we grew to about 400 people. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that's about how many people were at Fusion. I was like, wait a second. So we left 400 passionate young adults to come up with, like, 400, okay, young adults. I mean, adults. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's actually starting to turn a little bit. And then in July 2011, we moved back in next door. And uh, I love this. Some of you all can't even appreciate this. In the early days, the entire church used to fit in where our elementary students are all together in one service. And we moved back in uh, there, and we quickly grew to like 600 people. And I'm like, wait, wait a second, God's up to something. Then it was 800, then it was 1,000, then it was 1,200. Then we built this building, uh, and we actually opened up in 2014. Pastor Avery just saw it on TimeHop today, like just now on Facebook. Today, six years ago, is actually when we opened up this sanctuary right here. And um, it's so cool. 
And then we grew to 1,400 and 1,600 and then 1,800. And then your family came and your family came and you came and you came and you came. And we actually just kind of, this week we actually just crunched the numbers and we put it together. And we just kind of watched what God has done here over the years. And it's just been really cool. And when I look at that, I just hear God saying, don't despise small beginnings. Don't give up when it's small. Don't give up when it's not going perfect. Don't give up. God's just glad that the work began. God's just glad that the work began. And, and I feel this. In fact, I feel it strong enough to put this up here. You cannot judge the ending by the beginning. You can't judge the ending by the beginning. If we had judged the future of Victory Hamilton Mill based off of what we started with, we would have given up. But sometimes, and I believe this, I think sometimes you have to look past your present circumstances and you have to see the hope and the calling, the future that you just trust in your heart of hearts that all things are possible with God. And you got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I believe that. And I believe that. In fact, I'd say this. In fact, I'd say this. If, if, if you're tempted, maybe you're in a small beginning right now, if you're tempted to give up on a marriage because it's not everything that you thought it would be. If you're tempted to give up on a business or a career or an education, wherever you're at, I want you to remember this picture. I want you to remember this picture. This is this. Well, this was ago. Here, but this, this was And here. so this, this is the children's building you see right there with two trailers yeah. sitting outside. Forest green roof. And it would have been really easy to look at that and say, this will never change. This will never really amount to very much. That God can never really do something significant here. But whenever you're tempted to give up, I want you to remember this. Do not despise small beginnings. Yeah. All things are possible with God. I think about that picture, and I look back, you know, just thinking about the small beginnings. And as we were just praying over this message for this weekend and, and praying through it, and God, what would you have deliver? Um, you know, it's in that moment that the Lord just kind of spoke something to me. And he said, Summer, whenever there's a small beginning, understand that too. Just like you had to do internal work inside the church as far as repainting, recarpeting, tearing down walls, expanding walls for future growth. The same thing has to happen in each and every one of our lives for God to do future growth for us. And so you might be in this room and you might, God might be calling you to a new beginning it might be, and, and you might be going, oh, this is a small beginning. I don't know if I can do this. Here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you to just like we had to have a contractor come in and do a redesign of the building in here so that Victory Hamilton Mill could become what it is today for future growth. I want you to allow God to look on the inside of you. Maybe ask him the question, God, are there any walls that I need torn down in my life so that you can expand my heart? Where I can choose to trust in you, maybe for your career, maybe for your marriage, or maybe the calling that he has for you. Whatever that may, uh, might be, you know, what I, at that same time, Johnson and I, when, when Victory Hamilton Mill first started, God had to do a big work in each of us personally before the church yeah. could go to where it needed to be. So we both had to have those moments where God was saying, hey, let me do some redesign of your heart. God was saying to me, let me do some redesign of your heart so that Victory Hamilton Mill could, could grow to where it needed to be. So if you're praying that God would do some big things in your marriage, allow him to look inside so he can do some future growth. Maybe if you're praying that God would give you a new work opportunity or, or just something, allow him to, to look inside to do the future work. Allow him to do that inner work. And I love what you said. Right, it's, it's that don't base your future on your present. Now, let me just say this too. Don't base your future on your past. Don't despise the small beginning because God wants to do something in you and through you for future growth for your life and for the kingdom. Yeah, and I, I think I just want to reiterate that, that a lot of people like pray that their marriage would get bigger. Mm. But I think if your marriage is going to get bigger, you have to get bigger. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to say here. Don't, don't, don't just give up when things are small. Just pray like, God, if, you're, if, if, if I think that I'm, I'm asking God to give me a big calling, I have to get bigger to be able to step into that calling. For the church to grow, the church had to get ready for that growth. Yeah. 
But don't give up when it's small. Don't give up when it's small. Don't despise small beginnings. Here's the second thing uh, Victor Hamilton Mill has taught us. Never underestimate the power of being planted long-term. Never underestimate the power of being planted long-term. Um, I actually, uh, I remember, it was years ago, I remember the, the first executive advance, uh, executive team advance uh, that we went on. It was just a handful of us. And uh, it was really just right around the time that Pastor Dennis and Colleen were starting behind closed doors to talk about transition. And so it was there that they, they started it and they said, hey, you know, we're, we're in, in our 60s now. Um, where, where do we really see God taking us on the other side of a transition? So they're talking about what they want to do. They're talking about, hey, we want to help young church planners. We want to uh, take the message of racial reconciliation outside of victory, beyond victory. We want to see it impact the whole South. We want to see it impact the West Coast and the North. Like, we want to take it out. And then it went over to Pastor Dave Nowak, who's one of the executive pastors. And he said, when I, when I uh, move on, he's like, I just want to help single moms. He's like, I got such a heart. I'm going to do like car care. Like I, I want to help single moms. And then went over to Pastor Daryl, who's the money man here, uh, executive pastor. And he said, you know, when I move on, I want to, I want to help churches get better, uh, become better stewards. And I want to help people learn how to succeed in their money on the other side. And then it kind of, you know, Pastor Olin spoke, and then it just kind of came around to me. And I was like, <laughs> I just broke down. And everybody's like, it's not the response I was th expecting. <laughs> like, what's going on? And I, I said, I understand this is a few years ago. I said, you don't understand how good it does my soul for somebody who's a part of the younger generation to see the older generation finish well. That we're not sitting in this room talking about retiring and sitting on a beach until we die. You're actually talking about on the other side of actually getting paid to do this. You're going to press in even deeper in the area of your passion. I love that. And that ministers to me so deeply to see you finish well. Because I, I came through, we came through in a season of ministry where there were a lot of the young guys, right, getting flash big churches, you know, out of nowhere. And they're the guys writing all the books and they're the guys, re, you know, speaking at all the conferences and speaking all the big name sermons. And most of those guys fell. And most of those guys, their churches don't even exist any longer. And so when I look at people who finish well, it does something. I've, I've, I don't know about you. I've become so sensitive as I've gotten older to seeing people run the race to the very end. And Paul talks about that, 2 Timothy 4, 7. He says this at the end of his life. He says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race and I've remained faithful. And guys, you know, I, knowing Paul the way I do from his writings, out of all the things he could have said, Man, I, I planted all these churches. I did all these things. Look at all those people who got saved. Man, the miracles, all that stuff. He says this, I've remained faithful. That's my claim to fame, is that I'm still running the race, and I'm going to do it to the very end. And we've had a, a chance to do that a little bit here. And it has been the joy of our life that... You know, I've been able to officiate some of your weddings, right? And to dedicate your children to the Lord on this platform. And we've baptized you. And we've held you when the diagnosis came in. And we've been at the hospital sometimes when the heartbeat monitor fades away. And we've been there through the ugliness of divorce. And we've seen the good times and the bad times. We've seen children here being born and we've walked through some of you as they passed away. And that's really special. But we would not have seen any of it if we had left too soon.
And I say this to the staff sometimes here. I say this, I say that it's amazing what you can see if you stick around long enough. It's amazing the miracles you can see if you don't give up too soon. And we live in a generation that is always looking for the next. What's my next career? What's the next promotion? What's the next raise? What's the next city I can move to? What's the next church I can go to? What's the next pastor I can do this? What's my next thing? What's my next? What's my next? What's my next? But I'm just telling you, the power is not in from next to next to next to next to next. The power is saying, God, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay planted until you move me. I ain't moving myself. If I'm going to move, you're going to have to move me. And there is such power. Don't ever neglect the power that comes from remaining planted in the long term. I think about the book of Daniel. And if you've read Daniel, um, you know, Daniel did a 21-day fast. He was fasting and praying for 21 days for God to move for a breakthrough. And what if he had given up on day 20? What if he had said, you know what, I'm just tired, I'm done. God, I, I just, I, I'm just questioning if you're, if you're even going to do anything. Right? What if he had given up just with what we've done? And, and this is not, it's ministry, but it's also people's lives. We've seen too many people give up before their breakthrough, yeah. whether it be uh, in a job career or maybe a ministry calling, a marriage, whatever that might be. We've seen a lot of people give up, and they're right there on the edge of breakthrough. But I love what the book of, uh, what the book of Galatians tells us in chapter 6, verse 9. It says this, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Yeah. So I want to encourage you in this room. If your marriage is in a rough place, if it's in a tough spot, I want to encourage you to stay planted. Get connected to some of our marriage ministry. We have marriage classes available. We have some fantastic small group leaders. We have some fantastic care ministers who can help you walk alongside you. Before you give up, stay planted. Get some counsel. Seek some wisdom. Uh, Yesterday, I was having a conversation with Donna and Chris Pickens, and uh, I love right before this service, I was talking to McGratha Armstrong, she and Joe, and uh, their son Jeremy uh, sings for us. He's one of our worship leaders. They were with us at the very beginning. When it was Destiny Church and it became Victory Hamilton Mill, they said, we're going to stay. We're going to stay planted. We're not going to follow our emotions because this feels a little awkward right now. This is hard. We have new pastors. They said, we're going to stay planted because we're following God and we're not following a man. So you might be in this room and you might be like, well, Johnson and Summer are leaving. Listen, you follow God, you don't follow man. You follow God, you don't follow man. And you have a fantastic powerhouse couple with Pastor Andy and Sherry. Yes. Hey, in fact, let's do this. I see Chris and Don over here. If you were part of Destiny Church or even River of Life before that, God's telling a really cool story here. Um, and you're still here. There's probably a, a handful of you in the room. Won't you stand up? Would you stand up? Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. I... I want to honor you, and maybe we haven't been able to have enough conversations, but that speaks the world to us, mm-hmm. that you could have cut and run when a lot of people did, and something that we talk about, even in our own story, is that uh, in the early days in Victory and Infusion, um, really all of our friends left, but we didn't, because mm-hmm. God didn't tell us to. And because of that, we're able to be on the path and the journey that we're on right now. Because we followed the Lord, we didn't follow people. And so you guys did that. 
And I know, I know you've sensed some of that. I know you feel like, I know you're probably like, I see some of those other people who left. I'm glad we didn't go to. <laughs> but you stuck it out. And I know, one, you're receiving the blessing of that. But just know what a blessing that is to us. Yeah. Just us. Yeah. That you stayed and you didn't leave. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I love because just even conversation with the Pickens yesterday, they said what a thing it's been, what a beautiful thing it's been to see what God has done, what God has done when they stayed planted, when we grew the church to 50 people, they (laughs) stayed planted. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're wavering in your faith, if you're wavering in your faith, this is your moment. We're calling you up and out, and I'm calling you to stay planted and get connected in a small group. Get connected with our uh, one of our care ministries, or our care ministers, or our forward ministry, because there is a miracle work that God wants to uh, that God wants to do in you and through you. And so it's amazing, as they have seen several of you in this room who stood up, what you've seen when you stick around and you stay planted. Yeah, just stick around long enough. Hey, here's the third thing. All right. Uh, which is pretty much what Summer is just saying. Third thing that God has taught us here is that church really can be family. Church really can be family. It can move beyond something you just attend, and it can actually be a people that you belong to. Um, you know, the, the mega church kind of gets a bad rap. Sometimes it gets a deserved rap, but I believe it's a bad rap um, that it's just too big. And you can't be known, and you're just a face, and nobody knows you. Nobody wants to know you. We're just attending here. You're just a number, whatever that is. Um, but we found something different here. And this church has become family to us. And some of our, our closest friends on the planet are right here inside this room. And uh, here's, what, here's what Paul writes to a real family in Romans 12.10. Here's what he says. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. And that is what we have found here. In a big church full of a lot of people, we have found real family because the real Jesus lives here in his people. Thank you for being our family. Some of the greatest compliments we receive um, from new people when they walk in the doors is that they say, when I, I stepped foot on this property, I was greeted with a smile. I walked in and I felt like people cared. I felt like people actually were accepting me. They were welcoming me. I felt loved. I felt cared for. And that's not because of us. That's because of all of you in this room. All of you in this room make victory feel like family. And so for us, we see a church family here that not only says, I love God and I love people, but you're living that out. And it's reflected when new people come in and they feel that because it feels different. It feels different. We see a church family who's not only loving people, but they're, they're believing God's best for, for them as they come in. And they're calling people out. They're calling people higher. They're standing alongside them when they're going through trauma or, or going through something horrific. Or they're celebrating with them in their joyous occasions. And um, last year, I, uh, a friend of mine had called me one day and she said, hey, um, can I talk to you? You want to come over for a little bit after, after church? And I said, sure, absolutely. She's here in the church and went over for um, a few hours. And um, over those next few hours, we began to talk because she, and she just began to share some things that were going on in her heart. She had recently filed for divorce from her husband. But that day as she was sitting in service, the Lord began to do something inside of her heart where she was like wrestling with, I just don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do. All of her friends outside of the church were telling her this was the best thing to do. 
but the love that she felt here from people here, the care ministry team, the small groups, she said, I just feel something different. And I said, before you make that decision, can I just offer you just a different thought? I grieved with her. I mourned with her because their marriage had been in turmoil for several years. I said, what if, what if, just take the next little bit. I know you're separated right now. Why don't you get healing for yourself and work on you, do the internal work, let him do his internal work and let God work on him and let's just see what happens from there. Fast forward. The husband has a radical conversion experience. He repents to his wife. He repents to us, many people. And he gets saved and on fire for God, gets baptized. He gets involved with church family. He comes to the men's breakfasts and has men come alongside him and speak into his life. She gets involved. She gets she gets rededicated, rededicates her life to the Lord. She gets baptized. She plugs into a small group where now she has family local within the church. Her family's not even here. Her family lives out of state, but now she has these women that she can call family who are sisters in Christ, spurring her on to be more like Jesus, holding her, calling her up, calling her out. She went through forward, found more family, trauma care, found more family. She's at prayer. Like they are living this life where they've worked on themselves but found family within the body of Christ. And it's people like you in this room that help others feel like victory is family by the love that you show and by the care that you show. And here we are a year later and this couple is together, they're worshiping together, and their marriage is being restored. That's just a recent story. But there are so many other stories in this room. There are so many people in this room where we have seen, we've been a part of whether seeing you get married or seeing children be born, as Johnson said, or healings in this room. And it has just been an honor for us to walk alongside you, to be a part of the journey of what God's done in your lives. And we are so excited, so excited to see what God is going to do here at Victory Hamilton Mill through your new pastors Pastors Randy and Victory. Pastor Randy and Sherry. <laughs> Thank you, Hamilton Mill. You make, seriously, you guys make Victory what it is today. Thank you. Um, Y'all have been a pretty amazing family to Summer and I, and uh, especially to our sons. You know, if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's special when, when your kids can find a home. Um. And so, the, you know, so I just want to, I want to say thank you. Thank you for what you've taught us. Thank you for following Christ the way that you do. Thank you for representing him so well and carrying him so well. And, and here's the tension of this. It's not like we're dying, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, you know, I know it's, it's a little sniff sniff here. Um, it, we're, we're having to take a step to the side and back so that another couple can take a cannonball in. And that's the bittersweet part about this. You know, the bitter part for us is we know some of the relationships are just gonna change. You know, it's, it's not even like we're not gonna be your pastors anymore. If anything, we're almost like more your pastors than we've ever been, but stepping into the senior pastor role, but we know it's gonna be different. And so that's the part that's hard for us. And so I just wanna say this. I wanna say, keep being family to each other. Keep, keep loving those who walk inside these walls. Keep being quick to forgive. Keep, be, keep being slow to speak. Quick to listen and quick to forgive. Quick to love. Quick to open up your doors. Quick to, to lift up those who have fallen down. Be quick to repent before the Lord because it's his kindness that always leads us to repentance. Be quick to share the good news. Be quick to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Be quick to carry the kingdom because we have a really good father. And I believe this. I believe that victory's greatest days are ahead.
I really do believe that with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, everything I have. And we couldn't think of anyone better, anyone bigger in the soul to be able to step into these shoes uh, than Pastor Randy and Sherry Cochran. So what we're going to do in just a second, we're going to pray over them. uh, But actually, before we do that, we have a quick word from our senior pastor, Dennis Rouse. Let's play that. This weekend is a special weekend. Pastor Johnson and Summer will be doing their final message there, and then they're going to be moving up to Norcross to start moving into the role of senior leadership here at the Norcross campus. And my brother Randy and his wife Sherry Cochran are taking over as the senior leaders there at Hamilton Mill. Many of you know my brother has been on staff before many years ago here at Victory, and he went away and spent some time on staff at Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. And I was able to finally persuade him to come back We knew God was in it because when we were looking for a pastor for Hamilton Mill, we just knew we couldn't take anybody. We had to have the right people with the right DNA that had our culture and understood the vision of victory. And when God spoke to them and spoke to us at the same time, we knew this is a God thing that's about to happen in Hamilton Mill. So I'm excited for you guys. I hope you are excited because this is going to be the greatest year, I believe, Hamilton Mill has ever experienced as you welcome your new pastors, Randy and Sherry Cochran, in as your new senior pastors at Hamilton Mill. Take your seat. Um, so I love, and there's no greater word in the English language to be able to use than that. I love um, how great of a storyteller our God is, is that he has a way of weaving together stories and telling a better story than we ever could. Because if I tried to write this, it wouldn't look like this. Um, and so, you know, uh, Pastor Randy and Sherry, uh, you may have heard me say this before, but the really cool thing about this is that when I first came on staff in 2005, Randy was actually my oversight. <laughs> like he was, he was uh, the small groups pastor. That's kind of like his, his world at that time. And so some of the most productive and some of the most healthy conversations I had, which helped to set me up for success in ministry came from him back then, uh, years and years and years ago. And then going off staff and God's taking you all on a pretty cool journey. And then obviously, as we start up the conversation with Pastor Dennis and Colleen, the real thing on our heart is this. It's like, yeah, 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 victory, yeah, 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 whatever. But Hamilton Mill, like we can't, we can't drop Hamilton Mill. This is too special to us. Like this is too close to our heart. If, if this is going to suffer, we're not gonna go. And so we all just agreed then, we gotta pray. We gotta pray, who's gonna step in? Who's gonna lead it forward into the future? And so we just prayed. We said, God, I don't know what the answer is, but you're going to have to do what you do best. You're, gonna, you're the one who brings water out of rocks and man out of heaven from nowhere, right? You're the God of the impossible. And so we said, God, we need, we need an answer, and we need it to be supernatural, and we de- need to know it's the Lord. And so when conversation struck back up, we were like, Summer and I were like, do you think that's possible? Like, would they ever come back? And, you know? and then one thing leads to another, and our great storyteller led it up to this moment right here. And I, I need to say this in front of you all, that I have no concerns. I have no fears. I have no worries with Pastor Randy and Sherry stepping into this role because they are God called and they are God kissed and they are God ordained for such a time as this. I believe in you guys, we believe in you guys. This is a God thing right here. And so what we're going to do, we're going to pray over them. And we're going to pray that a shift happens here in the spirit on this really special day. And so if you would, um, won't you just stretch out your hands and just pray with us and pray over them, all right? Jesus, you are so good. God, we thank you that you so love the world that you gave your son and it makes all of this possible. God, I thank you that you are the one who's building the church. You're the one who started this whole story. God, I thank you that you have a heart for the local church. I think you have a heart for Buford and for this entire area. And I do agree. 
I do agree with the Spirit of God that Victory Hamilton Mill's greatest days are ahead, that they are not behind. I even believe this. I believe that we'll be able to one day look back on this season and we'll be able to encourage others, do not despise small beginnings. Father, I believe that churches are gonna get planted out of this church. I believe the pastors are gonna be raised up even from the congregation in here today. God, I believe that there are new callings and talents and giftings and abilities that you're gonna raise up in this congregation and you're gonna use this couple right here to spearhead that. And so right now, Randy and Sherry, we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance on you, be gracious to you and give you shalom peace of God upon your marriage, the peace of God upon your finances, the peace of God upon your family, the peace of God upon your soul in the deepest places. God, I pray an awakening of that 1 Corinthians 12 gifts of the Holy Spirit inside this couple right now. God, I believe that the greater days are ahead for them as well. God, Galatians 5 being evident, God, the the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that they would represent Jesus Christ well in the way that they love, the way that they have peace and love and joy and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. And God, I pray that in this next season, they would experience the joy and the love and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit as they lead this church forward. And so right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray a blessing upon you. And I pray that the mantle of leadership that has been on Summer and I in this last season as lead pastors of Hamilton Mill, right now, that that mantle would rest upon your shoulders that it would transfer from us onto you and that you would sense it, that you would feel it. You would carry it with grace and with a servant's heart, just like our Lord Jesus Christ did. May you lead this church forward and this people and this family forward into the future that God has for us all. All for the glory of King Jesus. Let your kingdom come, God. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much. It's been a true joy to step in and uh, get to know some of you, and we look forward to the future with you. It's going to be an exciting time, and um, I just want to say to you, Pastors Johnson and Summer, it's an honor to follow you. It's an honor to follow behind you into this role, but it's also an honor to follow you as our pastors, Uh, and so we want you to know we receive you as our pastors. You are our senior pastors now, and uh, we're so grateful for that. We're excited about that. And I think today marks a celebration of faithfulness. God was, has been faithful up to this point. You guys were faithful. And as you step into the next season, I think it's just a foretaste of what we have in front of us uh, as a whole church, as victory as a church. It's just a little bit, of, little bit of a taste of it. And I think our greatest days as a whole are in front of us. And so we're excited to be behind you guys and to walk with you and uh, to follow you as we go forward. So thank you so much. We're, we're grateful. So we want to say thank you for how you've welcomed us. But today is not about us. It really is about celebrating faithfulness. And uh, I love that word because it's so true. It does mark this couple um, and it marks this campus. And so uh, today is about celebrating them. And we have a couple other things that we want to do. As Pastor Avery said at the very beginning, they don't get to determine what we do today. And so uh, Pastor Avery, come on out and uh, let's. Hello, everyone. So we have a tradition here at Hamilton Mill of um, praying in new staff on the V and then praying them on on the V, the V that's right over here in the cafe. And so we can't bring you guys to the Vs, but we can bring the V to you. And so we've got a, a plaque that we've made with the V that will be yours to take with you and keep. And it says, Pastors Johnson and Summer Bowie, with today's date, January 12th, 2020, And it's Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you worked for him and how you have shown your love by caring for other believers as you still do. And so uh, the whole staff is here and we wanna take this moment and just pray for you. And it is my honor to uh, stand in front of the whole church as my pastor and as my friend. And we just want to uh, bless you right now. And so for everyone, um, we actually have 
these made up for you with this exact V so that you can take this and we can remember this moment together. You'll receive them as we all exit. So let's all stand up and just pray over our pastors right now. Amen. Let's stretch our hands this direction as we pray with them. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, God, for Pastors Johnson and Summer. We thank you, God, for their family, for Jeremiah and Isaac, Lord. And we just pray your blessing over them as they step into this new season, God. Father, we thank you for all that they have behind them in this place, Lord. We thank you, God. We just say glory be to God. And so, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to do just as Jesus did in sending his disciples. We say just as the Father has sent us, now we send you. And so, Lord, today we pray over Pastors Johnson and Summer as they step into this new role, Lord. Father, I thank you for your anointing that rests down upon them to lead in this season, to be spiritual leaders, to be leaders to this congregation, to be leaders into the future, God, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them insight, God, that you would give them prophetic vision for where we are to be as a church, God. Father, I pray that you would go before them, that you would prepare the way, God, that you would bring every relationship into their life that they need, that you'd bring every resource into their life that they need. God, that you would bring every friendship into their life that they need, both personally and professionally. And God, we pray that you would be their rear guard, that you would protect them, God, that you would be their covering, that you would be their foundation in which they stand upon, that they lead from, Lord, that they rest on, that they draw their source from, God, that they draw their strength from. And God, today, we as this congregation, we stand over our senior pastors and we say, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you in the name of Jesus, we bless you, amen.